Hey everyone, welcome to Locked on Lakers for Tuesday. Brian Kamenetsky, Andy Kamenetsky, D'Angelo Russell has found interesting inspiration during what has been a great preseason. We'll explain next. You are Locked on Lakers. Your daily Los Angeles Lakers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks to everyone for making Locked On Lakers first listen of every day, Monday through Friday. No matter how or where you get your podcast, it's always going to be free and never behind a paywall. And Locked On Lakers on YouTube is where you can go to hang out and uh, with over 21,000 subscribers, talk about the Lakers, talk to us, talk to each other. It's a great community of, of fun and respectful basketball fans, particularly Lakers fans. Uh, so we appreciate just the quality of the room. Uh, it is it's not hard, Andy. To, you know, on the, it is hard, Andy. I should say these, um, this, these, the, uh, the, the cesspool that we call the internet, to find a space where you can actually talk about stuff that people care about, like the Lakers, in a way that is fun and engaging and not part of the cesspool. And we are we are cultivating that on the channel, and I like it. Yeah, absolutely. As much as you know, we appreciate our our tweets over on uh, X or whatever the hell you want to call it. Uh, that. That space uh, at Cam Brothers, if you want to add us, can occasionally get a little rough. And when Brian and I first got into this racket covering the Lakers, it was for the LA Times for their first sports blog. And let me tell you, that place was awful. That, that, was, that was crazy. That was insane. <laughs> yeah. Like we, some of the we people, had, No, we, we had some very, very regular rampant commenters that – I'm not joking. We thought were real life security risks for us. Yes. Like true real life security risks. One guy in particular, he used to talk about uh, the time he spent in prison <laughs> and how that sort of was iron sharpening iron for what he was eventually going to do to us when he, when he met up with us. It's just, just a blog, I mean, man. You and, and Brian and I, we're not built for prison. Nope. Sure <laughs> not. Not even a little bit. <laughs> not even a little. Was nope. it then? Certainly not now. No. Uh, As we've gotten episode, older, we've gotten no better for that. No, no it's not, not like, you know, in a, in a, becoming like old and chiseled in that way. No. Uh, today's episode brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account. No respect in the yard whatsoever. Nope. No cred. <laughs> Use the code locked on NBA for $20 off your first purchase. Uh, see all kinds of great shows, which obviously is another thing that you can't do from prison. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, lots of stuff I want to get into today. Other I want to get a little bit Johnny Cash show. <laughs> Not anymore. Nope. By the way, if you're in prison and somebody gives you a ticket for Johnny Cash show, you know they didn't get it from Game Time. No. That's fake. Yep, it is. Um, yes, it is. So, it's. Uh, I, I want to give a little bit of a shout out before we're done today. Some of these uh, guys who have popped up. You know, in, in, in Sunday's game, for example, near the end, Darvin put a lot of dudes into the game that have not played yet in the preseason. Um, and so I just want to give a little bit of shine to those guys before we're done. But the most interesting stuff I thought that came out of Sunday's game, other than like the performance of Anthony Davis, and we talked on Monday about uh, Torian Prince seems to have locked up that, that uh, starting job, uh, especially with Jared Vanderbilt's and his health issue, got that heel problem that will keep him out of Thursday's game, might keep him out of the opener, Andy. He'll be reevaluated again on Friday. Um, it was D'Angelo Russell was asked 
after the game about some of like his what has changed for him in the preseason, what he's trying to do, and you know, particularly on the defensive side of the ball. And he he named an inspiration, a guy that he's using as a template this year. That if you asked, if you gave NBA fans a hundred guesses as to who Russell is trying to pattern himself after, I guarantee you, you would have gotten a hundred wrong answers. Yeah, the the correct answer is Derek White, uh, the point guard for Celtics. Uh, I understand why any Laker fan would chafe at the idea of uh, one of their players modeling themselves after a Celtic. But that being said, Derek White's a really interesting call for D'Angelo because D'Lo is a guy that he's been polarizing over the course of his career um, in terms of what he does do well, but also the things that he doesn't. And his personality, I think, He's both got a lot of charisma, like he's got like a lot of natural charisma. Like D'Lo is somebody that I think is not afraid to work a room, not afraid to, you know, try to get a crowd on his side. He He's very high energy. He's somebody with a lot of natural swagger, natural confidence. And I think sometimes it rubs people wrong in part because they don't think it's earned and in part because he doesn't speak with a filter. And that makes him both really interesting, but occasionally can get him in trouble. And Derek, doesn't it doesn't do the thing where like when the when the audience expects you sort of to be contrite, to be this, to be that, or whatever, he says what he's gonna do, and he doesn't I don't think he cares about what the quote unquote right answer is for PR purposes. He cares about what he thinks the right answer is for him. Right. And Beyond that, you know, because Derek White is at least, I mean, neither one of us covered him, but nothing I've ever seen from Derek White in his time in San Antonio or Boston has ever made him seem particularly flashy or big personality or anything like oh, that. God, he, no. no, but also Derek White is a, he's a good point guard. Like he's a quality point guard on the offensive side, but he is first and foremost a defensive player. Mm-hmm. He made the all defense team last year. He He is really really good on that side of the ball so to see D'Lo looking specifically to pattern himself after a guy that I think most people would never compare him to in the first place because D'Lo's biggest weakness is defense and he's not in any way the personality type that D'Lo matches or Derek White has never really been anybody that seemed on the same path as D'Angelo Russell it's really interesting. I mean, it speaks to D'Lo saying that he's made a point of trying to improve his defense, but he also last week in practice was asked, I believe it was by Dave McMenamin from ESPN, if he cared about making another all-star team or you know, if it was a goal of his actually. And D'Lo said he didn't care at all if he never made one. He's asked to elaborate why, and D'Lo was like, I, I don't even really want to get into it. It's just it's not something I really care about. And whether he's being 100% honest about that or, you know, doesn't obsess over it, but he'd like to make, like, whatever. He said it would be flattering. It'd be an honor, but he doesn't care. He doesn't object to the idea. Right. That he would then, a few days later, name Derek White as somebody that he's looking to match in some type of way, I think dovetails very convincingly 
to the things that he says he wants to work on and sort of the player that he wants to become. The, 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 he said, he quote, I, he doesn't get a lot of credit for what he does, which I think is true. Um, but here's I think the, I think thinks sometimes he doesn't get enough credit for the things he does. That's true. Um, but he make, he, this is the kicker. He makes all the winning plays. That's what I want to be. And winning plays, like I think Russell has realized that he's, he's in a place. And this, I think, gets to the point about all-star teams. He's in a place where he's sort of baked in. Like people have decided kind of what he is. Some people think he's a really good player. Some people don't. Somebody, but you know, it's it's probably too late for him to radically change. Short of you know, if he if he comes out and puts up you know, first team All NBA numbers or something like that. But but con- contextually, you know, it's hard. It'd be hard for him to sort of radically change the 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 narrative around him. But he can he can improve on it. And what he can really do is set all of it aside and just go do the stuff that helps your team win. Because ultimately, what will raise his stock more than anything is being the starting point guard on a team that wins a championship. Like that will that will do it more than anything. And to do that, you go make winning plays like Derek White, unconcerned about whether or not people see them. You're it's the all-star thing. You're putting process over the reward yeah and after the break there's there's one more point about this that i just thought of um coming off something you just said in terms of delo and why he why he may not truly care about becoming an all-star in the grand scheme of things so we can i would like that. to hear about that All right, Next. We'll get okay Locked on Lakers is brought to you by BetterHelp, and it's easy to get caught up in what everyone needs from you and to not take the moments to think about what you need from yourself, for yourself. It's difficult to balance being there for your significant other, for your kids, extended family, your job, but then remembering, be there for yourself. And when you spend all of your time giving, it can leave you feeling stretched thin, burned out, like that is natural. Um, Unfortunately, Life does not come with a user manual. And I can speak to how much therapy has helped me during a really difficult time in my life for me and my family. Sitting down, talking with someone was a game changer. BetterHelp has connected over 3 million people with licensed therapists. It's convenient, accessible anywhere, 100% online, no waiting rooms, no traffic, and it's affordable. So just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with your therapist. If things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime. So if you want to live a more empowered life, Therapy can help get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on. Okay, so you had, Andy, uh, one more point you wanted to make on this. Well, D'Angelo Russell may ultimately have a better idea of what being an all-star means, doesn't mean, whatever, because he's been an all-star. He actually was for the 2018-19 season. He was an injury placement for the all-star team, but it was by far the best season he had had in his career. And it really didn't lead to an increased respect around the league, an increased reputation around the league. He ended up getting a big contract, but the big contract was more a function of Kevin Durant forcing his way to Brooklyn in a sign-and-trade you needed to have those salaries to match. So D'Angelo Russell got a very big deal 
for what was a, for what was a double sign in trade. And you know, it's not that Delo was a scrub who got a thirty something million dollar contract, but he's not somebody that normally would have gotten that deal. No. And ever since then, he wasn't thought of an all star really on the rise. He was thought of kind of a fluky all star who was overpaid. Whether you agree with that or not is beside the point. All I'm saying is I can see where D'Angelo looks at this and says, to some degree, it doesn't matter. Right. Or it doesn't matter in the ways that you would want it to matter. You can't, when, when you've talked, like LeBron talks about this kind of stuff all the time. And, you know, it is easy to, whether it's LeBron, Kobe, other players, professional athletes, like when you hear them talk about, focusing on what you can control. This is an example of that. If, if Russell focuses on trying to make an all-star team, like that's the tangible goal. I want to be a, a Western Conference all-star. It, it, that doesn't, it doesn't really help you make the team. Like you say, you're fighting against all those currents that you pointed out about how people look at him and think of him. If Rui Hachimura makes a goal to be the sixth man of the year, to where like he puts that on the on the bulletin board and says, "This is what I'm going to be." If Anthony Davis says, "I'm going to be the the defensive player of the year," these are these are not these are results based things. They are not process based. What they're all, I think, trying to do is say, what can I do to maximize my talent? What can I do to, to fill this role best? Because Hachimura, it looks like, is going to be the Lakers' sixth man, if not seventh, but like in terms of their primary bench weapon, which is how this is defined. He, it's going to be Rui Hachimura on this team. He's going to come in early in games. He's going to finish a ton of them, and he's going to have a really high-profile opportunity to score a lot of points and be a leader and play great next to LeBron James especially. But if you say, I want to be the sixth man of the year, you're focused on the wrong thing. And all of these guys, I think, understand in the culture that, they and that they're building here that really the, the thing that will make them eligible for all of these awards, the thing that will give them the best opportunity is being a really good team. If Hachimura cannot win sixth man of the year if the Lakers are a 500 team. He's not, it's not going to happen. D Anthony Davis cannot win defensive player of the year. If the Lakers are a 500 team, it won't happen. You know, whatever it is, Austin Reeves, most improved, however, all-star, none of that happens if the Lakers don't win. So if they're focused on process and being Derek white, then that gets them where they want to go. Assuming I mean, guys stay healthy and all that other stuff. I mean, kind of a, an example of this, you know, when Lamar Odom was first made, Sixth man, he didn't. He did not want to be sixth man of the year because he did not, he did he not want to come off Jackson, the bench. He had lost his rabbit mind. That was yep. those were his words. He did not want to come off the bench at all. But you know, eventually, Elo wrapped his arms around it because Elo was a great team first guy, and he managed to end up having that success in a role he didn't even want. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't, I don't think he really even thought about it along those terms. It just turned into that for him. And I just, I, it gets to this, you know, the, the, the Lakers, Russell was also asked, and this is not just a D'Lo thing. It's, it's the whole roster. It's like, this has been the, a really boring preseason in the best way. Like there has been no contra, the closest thing 
to a controversy, and it's not even really a controversy, is this question of who's going to be the fifth starter. And Hachimura deflated a third of that just by saying, I don't care if I start. <laughs> I like I would like to finish, and I want to play big minutes. Well, that's that's not going to be a problem. But fine, bring me off the bench. I don't care. So there's one of your three guys right at media day saying, I don't care. Torian Prince said, yes, I would like to start. I think I can start. I think I'd be a better... But but he also said at the same time, I, I but if that, I'll do it and whatever anybody wants me to do is what I'm going to do. And if anybody thinks Jared Vanderbilt is going to throw a fit because he's not the starter, I don't think they've ever spent ten minutes around Jared Vanderbilt. So that's well, Paul, the so he, he also thing. he also got paid already moving forward on right. his extension, and if he was to throw a fit, it would be I would think because he's concerned about his next deal. He already got his next deal. His next deal's good. He doesn't need right. to worry about it. And, you know, along those lines, too, we talked about this before. I think it was smart of Darvin Ham to just declare that D'Lo and Reeves were starters, particularly yeah. D'Lo, because as much as he wants a competitive atmosphere, and I think we've seen a competitive atmosphere during the preseason, if there really isn't a camp battle to be had for a certain spot, Turning it into a talking point, I think, can be really counterproductive. So just, he said, D'Angelo Russell's starting, Gabe Vincent's coming off the bench. I don't think either one of them is concerned that they won't have a good role moving forward. Everything's fine. Yep. There, there is a difference between competition for starting and competition for minutes. Mm -hmm. The Lakers have intense competition for minutes on Monday's show as we were breaking down starters and this and that whatever I made the point that Vanderbilt if he doesn't start and it doesn't look like he's going to be in the starting lineup at least initially um, both because of the heel injury and because Torian Prince has been just such a good fit in this preseason um, it finding minutes could be hard and you made the point I had forgotten I was making the, that projection without thinking about Jackson Hayes, who I had kind of put off as like, it's hard to play three bigs like this, and, and Wood is going to at least play like me. But Hayes has played really well and showed them an element that they don't get with even with Wood. Like Wood is a different kind of offense, much more polished and skilled offensive player, but he's not going to give you that athleticism, the vertical threat, and all these other things that they're running well. Right, exactly. So like Hayes might have found himself eight to 10 minutes a night. Well, that makes it even harder for Vanderbilt to play. So like this, the, the competition for minutes, you know, can, can Christie find that you know, play his way into that 10 to 15 minute role that I think he's slated for, but isn't guaranteed because like, if you want to get Vanderbilt on the floor and then, um, you know, uh, Hayes is going to play like all that kind of bumps everything up a little bit. And, you know, now maybe you're doing a little bit more Vincent and Russell together in the backcourt because you don't have as many backup two minutes, uh, whatever it is, or whatever the, the scenarios might be like, that's real competition because these guys don't want to sit. No, it's one thing to be, it's one thing to be like, my role is a little different. It's a little small, but I'm, but I'm not playing. I'm sorry. Excuse me. Like that's a big deal. Um, so there is plenty of competition to go around on this roster, but man alive, it's just been a refreshingly boring preseason. <laughs> boring for the right reasons. Yes, all of them. 
Um, all right. I, I, I'm curious if you have any concerns. Because this is overall drama-free. The offense is like has Lakers fans salivating as to what this could look like. The Torian Prince thing looks great. All the guys they signed, you know, have done when Cam Reddish had a couple nice moments on, on on Sunday night. Like it it it's all coming together, Andy. But I'm wondering if you have any concerns, like with with one game left and then you know a week or so before the regular season begins. I'll ask you next. Lockdown Lakers brought to you by Game Time. And years ago, some friends of mine and I wanted to go see LL Cool J in LA really last minute. We didn't know how to get tickets, so we ended up just saying, go to a scalper. Well, bad idea. They turned out to be fake through some totally random, totally unrepeatable luck. Managed to get into the building, but after that, I vowed I would never do something like that again because buying tickets for your favorite events should not be stressful. And that's why I love Game Time. Fast, easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy shows, and theater near you. And with killer deals on last-minute tickets and the best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over tickets. Get hyped for the fun. They offer images of seat views, lowest price guarantees, event cancellation protection, job loss protection. Game time guarantee means you will always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or row for less, Game Time will credit 110% of the difference. It's the fastest-growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. You can buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, those tickets go directly to your phone and you're set. So snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use the code Locked On NBA for twenty bucks off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem the code Locked On NBA for twenty bucks off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Um, so before we get to that question about anything that might be concerning you as the Lakers head into the last week of the preseason, um, I, I wanted I wanted to make a note because I know people often think we're critical of this and like I you know I I do not root against players ever. I want all of these guys to succeed and be good. I am excited at the prospect of Jackson Hayes like making my reticence about his signing. Although I will say once they signed Wood, I was totally on board. Um, but like making, like finding a, a, a great role and thriving. I think love this idea. I want Cam Reddish to prove me wrong. Um, a dude named Vincent Valerio Bowden. Uh, Darwin kind of emptied the bench a little bit on, on Sunday and led a lot of guys who have not yet appeared in preseason games, some of whom may be destined for the G League, some of them may not be going there. I don't know. Um, it occurred to me, I do not know who this person is. I do not know who Vincent Valerio Bowden is. Um, he is from Hungary. That's kind of interesting. Um, he played five minutes. He had a block shot. He had two rebounds. We may never hear from him again. These guys, the Vincent Valerio Bowdens, the uh, Boz, like guys like that, he's, he's, I think, one of their Exhibit 10 guys or whatever, you know, Damian Baugh, I think is his name are some of the greatest basketball players on planet Earth. And while we may never see them in a Lakers uniform in a real game, uh, they may never play in the NBA, they may never do it. it is, I think it's kind of important to acknowledge, like it's really impressive to even get this far and like play it. I, like this guy played in a game where people kept the box score and put it on national television and all this other stuff. That's really cool and good for him and good for all these guys who are even just training camp bodies. We, we, we tend to dismiss the achievement of getting to this level where there, somebody will even let you into their training camp, and I don't think we should. 
Well, it's, I mean, it's one of the things that made Andre Ingram's story so compelling. Mm -hmm. It's not just that he was so old and then finally made an NBA team. It's, I mean, that's a, that's a great feel-good story, I, be I believe. That, <laughs> that was part life. of it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I believe the life rights have already been you know, sold to some studio or whatever. And, mm -hmm. and, you know, Andre Ingram was very, very savvy about milking that moment for all it was worth because he earned it. Damn right. But, but the other thing, too, though, about somebody like Ingram is he was on this, you know, NBA periphery, on the outside of this periphery looking in, but it didn't change the fact that He's really, really good at the thing that he wanted to do. Like he was better at the thing, despite not being able to get in the NBA. He was better at the thing that he does than most people, the overwhelming majority of people listening to this podcast, or frankly, the two people doing the podcast are at the thing they do. That's yeah. how good the guy is. It just, it, these these guys are so good at what they do and i just you know i i don't i we i i i pay less attention when these guys are in the game i am not watching as closely i'm helping the kids with their homework i'm doing other stuff i mean because for our jobs they are not relevant they're not going to be relevant to what we're doing at least this season at least this season but that that doesn't mean that the accomplishment is diminished. I just, you know, I, I don't want to, we don't need to spend a, a million years on it. I'm not trying to, but like you say, like these guys have reached a place. Like I hope Vincent Valerio Bowden gets to keep the jersey. Like I hope they let them keep that stuff. I would assume they do, but I don't know. Why wouldn't they? I, I mean, do they know. need to worry think... about the next Valerio Bowden? No, but like, I think the old days, in the old days, you used to take the, the letters and numbers off. And give and sew somebody else's stuff back on there and give them back to that guy, dude. If I'm, if I'm, why, you know, they used to come on a plate as opposed to sewn on the actual yeah, whatever. If I'm, if I'm Vincent, I tell them, I don't know what happened to my jersey. And the real thing is, it's oh, I'm down stealing, I am stealing <laughs> everything that isn't nailed yeah. down from the exactly. facility. I'm stealing exactly all the shorts, all the I'm, snacks. The snacks are free inside that building. I doubt they are where he goes next. Um, but anyway, kudos to him and all the other Vincent Valerio Bodens who are in the preseason with the Lakers and, and everywhere else. Um, any concerns that you've got in this preseason that has been odd, like unusually enjoyable for a preseason? Preseasons are not a, six games of preseason, Andy, they're playing, which is absurd. And I'm actually looking forward to the sixth one because that's the one that is essentially a dress rehearsal for the opener against Denver. Concern would be overstating it, but I have noticed that the offense is ahead of the defense mm -hmm. so far during the preseason. The reason it does not concern me is in part because I think the defense, some getting on the same page defensively, I think can be more complicated than getting on the same page offensively, assuming you have the skill players to do the stuff offensively and the right. Lakers do. Mm -hmm. um, it is not concerning to me in part because the Lakers needed to improve their offense from last year to this year more than they mm -hmm. needed to improve their defense from last year to this year. And I think overall they have the pieces to have a good defense. But also, too, when you think about some of the players that have been missing in these games, Jared Vanderbilt, Gabe Vincent's missed a few of them. In particular, they've lost some of their defensive integrity in the preseason along the perimeter, and that's often where your defense starts. 
Like, you know, I, I've seen a lot of, whether on Twitter, at Cam Brothers, or in the comments section, people talking about Christian Wood at times as a back line looking like a turnstile. And while I don't disagree that – I think Wood's done some good things in this preseason, and I think if nothing else, he's looked to sort of uh, add more variety to the things he's doing offensively. Yeah. But defensively, he's still – He's I think he's to go. I think he's been fine. I think he's right. had moments where you see like, oh, I get it, and others where I think it's there. It's it's hard for him to fit in a little bit, but I think I'm not worried about him. Right, but to be fair to Wood, when you don't have your best perimeter defenders, it's going to make it more difficult for a guy who is a defensive question mark, you know, on his best day. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like that's going to affect everything. But defense is continuity and while they are practicing and Vanderbilt's really the only significant injury that they've had in the preseason. Um, everybody else has been on the floor in practice. Reeves is practicing. LeBron is practicing. These guys didn't play in the, in the game on Sunday, but they've been on the floor for practice. I think Vincent's been held out a little bit, but overall has been a participant in camp and stuff like that. He was held out, I believe precautionary for, I think it's a back lower back issue or something like that. Um, and so like guys have been on the floor. And none of this is like the situation was it uh, last year or the year before where like this, the season couldn't start until Trevor Ariza was ready because like, he was like their only forward. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's part of the reason I have, I don't have a ton of, I think the defense will come together. I think they, they have the DNA built in from last year. Um, the players that they added didn't make them worse defensively. Um, they didn't compromise other than maybe would, they didn't really compromise um, on defense when they brought in their players or re-signed guys. So, you know, and fundamentally, if Anthony Davis is healthy and mobile and moving well, that's the foundation of your defense that everything else flows from. Flows from. And as we talked about Monday, Davis has been phenomenal. So I, I have the kind of first-world concerns that you have for a team that to me has established itself as like, oh yeah, this is kind of what we thought they would be. If everyone stays healthy, what we thought this could look like is what this is going to look like. They are going to be in that upper echelon of teams that have a chance to win a title. I don't know if they're the best or whatever, but like there, there isn't anything that I look at and say, this is a, big yawning gap in, in, in what like is going to be an anchor on their ability to get its only health. Yeah. Everything else is like, okay, we'll see as it goes along where the little weaknesses are, but their little weaknesses in the context of, in terms of the quality of the team, a top four team in the West, the pieces fit together, I think very outwardly and they fit, I think together the best, since the championship team, but the difference is the championship team, we went into it thinking, yeah, they could be good, but not quite sure what we have there. Like it wasn't as evident right, right away that that team could be championship caliber. This team, you look at it and you say, if everyone stays healthy, there is no reason they shouldn't be right. in the mix. And I think it, it's good for them to know that they know that too. Mm -hmm. And they can hit the ground kind of with that expectation and running yep. in that way. And I think that's a, it's a, it's a good thing. Yeah. Lock and Lakers on YouTube is where you can go to see the show, hang out with over 21,000 subscribers. Um, leave questions for us. Leave questions and comments for each other. Great community of 
uh, non-jerks that are, are, are really populating this space. And so we love to see it. Um, we will see all of you tomorrow.